This is the Kibasa King Sports Extravaganza. Hey, 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 Yakshamash! Club to you too, or whatever. You don't really, I love your style. I love the way you edit things together. Well, thanks for noticing. It's a real pain. We welcome to the show Christian Leitner. Yeah, I'm proud of my heritage, and my mother used to make a lot of delicious meals capusta, bumpy, pierogi, all that good stuff. I put sour cream on everything, and um, so <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of Polish tradition there. Hey, Yak Shamash, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Of course, brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter. Make sure you guys go to Bucky's Fifth Quarter for all your Wisconsin Badgers news, notes, discussion. Obviously, the start of the college football season is coming up. We will definitely touch base. We start this week, actually, on some position pre- previews starting tomorrow. We will talk about the quarterbacks, talk about... Joel Joel Stave being the front runner and having – it's his team. And so we will definitely go there and and talk about his his wild ride. Uh, How do I know this? Because, well, I wrote it. Uh, And I am Jay Kokorowski, and we get rest waiting briefly for the Polish rifle, Scott Wisniewski, to jump on board. Uh, We got a a big show today, obviously. Madison, it was a big day with Brett Favre's Legends game. Was not able to attend, unfortunately, but judging by the pictures from all of the media that were there, it seems like it was a pretty uh, – and, uh, of course, yesterday they did have the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame ceremony where they retired number four, but also uh, they they did the Hall of Fame ceremony, inducted him. You saw Frankie Winters there. You saw a bunch of former Packers there. Former Packers personnel, you saw Mike Holmgren, you saw, uh, oh gosh, Ron Wolf and, and Mike Sherman. You saw a bunch of uh, former coaches and personnel, GMs. Uh, so that was really good to see. Uh, and uh, we got the Polish Rifles, Scott Wisniewski on as well. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, we got a lot to do. Obviously, we're going to have a uh, Steve Hill uh, a little bit later. Uh, and, but, uh, uh, just with the sad news of, of his passing earlier this morning, but uh, but Scotty, uh, how you doing, my my good man? And uh, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, take the reins with this as well, especially with uh, we have you know we have Bucks, Brewers, Brewers are on a winning streak. We have Favre, and obviously we do want to talk about Steve too, brother. Let's let's uh, you know take the reins. Let's, let's, uh, you take the reins and and uh, let's let's let's, uh, let's talk some uh, Wisconsin sports. Yeah. Um- I don't, boy, I don't know how you answer that question. Like, how, how am I doing? Um, tough day, man. It's a tough day. And we'll get more into some of my thoughts uh, on, on Steve and, you know, obviously towards the end of the show. I heard you talking about the Packer uh, ceremony yesterday. So we might as well just stay on topic with that. Um, but that was, I mean, it was obviously a well done ceremony. And you know, I know I'm, if I, no matter what I say, I'm going to upset somebody. If I say that Favre was eloquent and a great storyteller, I might make some people mad. Although he did a great job. If I say that he still took some passive aggressive digs on, on people currently with the organization, I'd probably get heat for that too. So, um, let's just say what it was. It was, 
was something that a needed to be done. It was very well done. Other than maybe you know, obviously Frank Winters isn't up there for his speaking ability. Um, you no, know, but other than that, no. But it certainly was nice to you know relive a lot of the uh, the the Brett Favre history and welcome him back into the fold. And um, it's a great day, you know for the organization. It's not a day for fans and Favre. It's something now. I mean, obviously water was under the bridge. All the divorce stuff, you know, the, him and the organization is over with and, and the hard feelings should be put to rest and, you know, years ago, after he finally retired from the game. So, we're he, on. The Hall of Fame, his numbers retired. Oops. Scott, are you, are you there? Are you passing underneath somewhere? Uh, I, I can hear you. Uh, try again, brother. Uh, I can barely hear you, bro. Nope, Scotty? All right, we may have lost Scotty on there. Uh, yep, yep, looks like the call dropped. Uh, yep, sorry about that, folks. But no, like what Scotty said, it was, a, it, was, it was really nicely done with the ceremony for the Packers. Obviously, they... Uh, it was a good speech. Uh, you know, some people talked about it being rambling. Uh, I, I didn't think it was too big or too, too bad with that. I mean, obviously this is a man that spent how many years with the organization. Uh, I, I don't see a reason why uh, you give him the floor and you let him talk as long as he wants to. Uh, and, and you see, you heard that. And it's a, uh, you know, and obviously like, like Scotty said, uh, you know, with, basically when you, you, know, you let the guy talk but yeah frank winters obviously not a man that uh is very eloquent with his words uh but but uh i, I thought the the holmgren piece holmgren talking about him being like the son he never had scotty i thought that was a really nice touch i thought that was one of the warmer moments but i even think yeah you know, the moment that he had with the the sixty-seven thousand plus i know a couple of our friends were were up there in green bay i thought that was a, a pretty touching moment as well Scotty? Buddy? Okay, seems like we are losing Scotty a little bit, or I am just not listening. All right, we're going to try this one more time. Uh, but, yeah, back to everything. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, I'm going to give Scotty a call. We're going to take a quick break real quick. I apologize, guys. We'll uh, come back. We'll, we'll, do, we'll talk some more. Uh, we'll be right back.
All right, guys, welcome back. Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Polish Rebels is having some technical difficulties with his phone. He'll come, he'll call back in, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, since we are a Badger blog, let's talk real quick. Uh, if you guys have followed us, that there was a report by Travis Wilson from wisports.net. And it was, uh, there's also a secondary report filed by Jason Galloway of the Wisconsin State Journal that did confirm this as well. But it looks like walk on wide receiver, former quarterback Connor Sanger from Pius High School in Milwaukee. Uh, he was a redshirt sophomore, so it was third year. He transferred to UW Oshkosh, uh, and looks like Jason Galloway confirmed that. So you, uh, he didn't see much of the field. He was back in 2013 to 2014. Uh, there were uh, talks of uh, yeah, he was the offensive scout player of the year. Uh, didn't see much of the field. He did transition to wide receiver, obviously, because he wasn't going to really see the field at all uh, as a quarterback with with all the recruits coming in. But uh, best of luck to Connor over at UW Oshkosh. You know they're six and four in the WEAC, six and one in conference. Uh, uh, and so best of luck to Connor. And now we got the Polish rifle, Scott Wisniewski back on. Scotty, did, can you hear me? Can I hear you? I don't know. Can you hear me? I could hear I, you I before. Hear you but yep. I knew, I knew if I, if, if we had lost contact, we'd end up on Badger, whatever talk, but um, I'm kidding. Of course. Okay. So I don't know where I got dropped, but we're talking about the, you know, the nice conversations and you talked about home grid and that was wonderful. Um, but it, again, it's, it's something that, 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 we're glad is over with and done. And, you know, hopefully now Brett Favre can come in as a ambassador whenever they, you know, whenever he feels like coming up to the cold weather, though, who would want to come? I mean, I, 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 other than to see the fans, would you want to like leave Mississippi for like December Lambo weather? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anybody wants to do that, especially when you get older. Um, so anyway, that's done. And now training camp is right around the corner. If you can believe that. I mean, we're, 10 days away, uh, less than that, from training camp opening up. So it's like, uh, I'll tell you, it's such a 24-7 season for the NFL. But, man, I'll tell you what, this these years seem to go by so fast. I mean, and I suppose maybe, you know, it feels like football just ended and now we're getting started. Summer is almost over. Kids are ready to go back to school. But we'll be talking training camp in a couple of weeks and some of the interesting stories. Did you hear the Reggie Wayne story or at least the rumor? I heard there was a TV station in Indianapolis that I was talking about that that said that the Packers were interested in him, but uh, I I just you, you, unless he, they're getting at a good rate, I, I just don't see. I, I guess in my opinion, I just don't see why they would. I mean, Grant, you always got to do your due diligence. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. you have the fact that you have Cobb Nelson, you have Devontae <laughs> Adams. But then you also have, uh, you know, a uh, Ty Montgomery, uh, you know, and then you have two players too, where you have Janice, Jeff Janice, and you have Jared Everdares too, that know the system because they've studied it from their first year. Granted, they didn't play Everdares because of injury, Janice because, well, he's still kind of, it's kind of his, what you would call the equivalent of a redshirt, you know, redshirting year uh, in the NFL. I, I don't know. I, I find it intriguing, but then again, I wonder, I mean, Ted will get him at a good price if they do go with them, but I, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Scotty? Well, you know what? It makes sense to me. And and I'll tell you what, I'd love to see Montgomery or Aberdeers or Janice or all of them be great, but they're still all unproven. And I think the Packers are all in for a Super Bowl run. I mean, I think this is the year they really think they can make a run. And if you have an injury, let's say uh, Cobb 
gets hurt, or Nelson gets hurt, not both, so they both get hurt, you're in trouble. Or Devontae Adams gets hurt. If Reggie Wayne has anything left in the tank, obviously if he doesn't, you'll find it out right away in training camp, and you could easily release him because there's no guarantees. You know what I'm saying? But but maybe it doesn't hurt to have a guy who's a veteran who's been on Super Bowl teams before, uh, who's won a Super Bowl ring, playing with a with another great quarterback, and uh, from a leadership standpoint as well. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 it's certainly worth the look. It's certainly worth the consideration. And again, if he doesn't have anything left, you'll find that out quickly, you know. And if he doesn't, and if he gets outplayed and outperformed in camp by Janice or by Montgomery or by Aberdeer, well, then those guys make the team, obviously. I don't think, I don't think Reggie Wayne should take anybody's spot that he doesn't deserve it. But if he's one of the best five receivers in camp, why not carry him on the roster? True. No, it, it just seems kind of, and maybe it's just a general fact that uh, you have, you know, you, you invest in a player like Montgomery with a, a third round pick and you have the, and you have every oh. years and Janice, but yeah, I mean, Wayne obviously has years of experience, a Super Bowl championship under his wing, oodles of catches and touchdowns. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but obviously he, he brings a wealth of experience, but I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody is uninvested in, in Montgomery or uninvested in Janice. I don't think that this is an indictment of them. If again, if, they're still unproven and they probably should be challenged in camp by a veteran who's been around the block. And, you know, again, that's when you see what players are made of. If he's, if he's, uh, if he's made of, uh, what you think he's made of, uh, these, these younger players, they'll beat out Reggie Wayne if Reggie Wayne's over the hill. But if Reggie Wayne's still a, a player that, you know, again, got anything left in the tank, that's what competition is. I think all camps should be filled with as much competition as you can. It's only going to push young players and make them better. Yeah. No, I, I, I guess it's kind of, I mean, granted, we, you and I had, well, this was differing opinions back when we, talked about K-Rod, like when we were still an independent, uh, you know, blog, you know, independent podcast. And, uh, you know, granted it worked out for K-Rod and obviously, uh, was it 21 for 21, 22 for 22 now, um, one of the, uh, this year. And he, he's played quite well since he was signed, but, uh, you know, I don't know with Wayne, I just, yeah, you can never have too many weapons. And mm-hmm. I, I guess for more of a perspective, I think that'd be fine. It just, I don't know. So it's one more thing where you have, uh, it's it's one more thing where you have I don't know it's another roster spot that maybe you use for someone else or like I said with with the wide receivers it seems pretty stacked uh, but who knows I mean hey trust in Ted that that's all that people should do and uh, he's well and, and you know they're gonna carry six receivers again I don't I don't understand why the I mean if this were a rebuilding team yeah sure who team that wants to win a Super Bowl so you got you've got Cobb and Nelson under contract for a while they're not going anywhere. If, if Reggie Wayne were ever part of the team, it's going to be a one-year deal. So, again, what spot is he? I mean, you know, I, we don't know that average. I know everybody, it's a, it's a heartwarming story, and everybody's rooting for Jared Abadere. He had a major knee, knee injury. I, I mean, we don't know what he's got. We won't know until camp starts. I think this is a good way to cover your base because I still think there's room for Janice and Montgomery and either Wayne or Aberderis, whoever – if Aberderis is healthy and he does the things people think he can do, great. But what if he's not? I mean, I, again, I think it's just a safeguard. And if he is healthy and ready to go, 
Reggie Wayne's one of the last guys cut it in the camp, and then somebody will pick him up if he had a good camp, and it's a it's a, a win win for everybody. I mean, I just I don't think anybody loses by doing it. I don't I don't understand because I, I don't think they're going to keep him on the roster if he doesn't deserve to be there. I mean, we've seen veterans get cut uh, under this regime at at the end of a training camp because they weren't one of the best fifty three players in camp, and so if he's not, he's not. I mean. I just—it's different than baseball. Baseball, you sign a guy, you got to pay him. Basketball, you sign a guy, you got to pay him. You don't have to do that in the NFL. So, bringing them in and saying, "Hey, if you make the team, this is what you're going to get paid. But if you don't, you're back on the streets looking for a job." It's, there's no risk for anybody. Yeah, and like I said, it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I haven't seen too much else when it's come to other. I mean. There are other teams involved, right? Other teams were interested, correct? Yeah, and he may sign for – somebody may give him more money than what the Packers – I'm sure the Packers are going to offer him a deal that, that they think is fair but is also you know fiscally smart for them. So somebody else might have more money to spend or might have more of a need or um, – I mean, there are certainly teams across the NFL that are, are less – that are, are not nearly as deep as the Packers that might have more use for Reggie Wayne. So if they do – it is a free market. Somebody will pay him more money or offer him more money or give him a better chance to not just play, but maybe be a starter. I mean, Christ. I mean, Cleveland, he could start in Cleveland right now. Well, anyone can start. Well, I can't say that, but. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I know. So, I mean, so I'm sure there's, 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 there's I'm, I'm hypothetically saying it doesn't hurt the Packers to make him an offer, but I, Clearly, somebody else is going to have a greater need for him than, than Green Bay. So, who knows? I mean, heck, the Patriots might sign him. They love grabbing guys that people think are done, and they end up having a resurgence. They're, it's like the New York Yankees. Everybody they pick up seems to, you know, have, add two more years to their career. So, who knows? But we'll see as that plays out close to the trade. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, obviously, we didn't get a chance to, to head out to – the Brett Favre Legends games are based off of some of the Twitter stuff from our friend like Wes Hodkowitz and and other guys, uh, Rob Domofsky of ESPN. It seems like that, and Zach Heilprin from ESPN Wisconsin, and, and our friends even at uh, at the Zone here in Madison. Seems like they had a good time. And uh, anything else from uh, the past couple of days? Uh, I mean, Grant, it was nice to have Brett Favre in Madison, but I mean, and, and not to throw shade at the Packers, but I don't know. The field looked kind of nice. Uh, if uh, for, out there yesterday, you know what I mean? Where yeah, it, yeah, it makes yeah. you wonder why they didn't have the. Have, I know they were t- saying the Kenny Chesney concert, which, by the way, did you get a chance to actually? Uh, I I I sat on a Saturday night just watching Twitter, not because I'm a loser. Well, okay, maybe that's partly true, but there was uh, like if you watch, listen to Doug Schneider from the Green Bay Press Gazette, he does this thing called Scanner Squawk. His entire Twitter feed blew up with him tweeting out about how stupid people were at that Kenny Chesney concert. And that might've yeah, been, the, I, the, that might've been the single greatest, like greatest thing I had to watch uh, when I was home, you know, when I was home on that Saturday night, because that was just, yeah, it was t- crazy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. the field looked nice. I, I don't know why they didn't have it in green Bay. Granted, it was great having the business here in Madison. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we're always open for business here in Madison, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I would have made more sense. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't. Uh, and as far as the Chesney concert, I'm not wasn't surprised that they had a 
fun of drunken idiots at a country music show. So uh, be that as it may. Um, and, and I know we'll probably get a bunch of people saying, are you saying country music fans are No, but there's a high percentage of drunken idiots that at country music shows I've had a chance to work with yet. So nonetheless, um, yeah, the field looked great. And uh, in a couple of weeks, they'll be playing a preseason game on that field. So, um, other than that, no, there's nothing football. Like, again, we're going to have our fair share of football here in the next few weeks. But I think, you know, it's interesting when you, we move ahead now and we talk baseball because, you know, we talked about in a couple of weeks training camp opens. In a couple of weeks, the trade deadline hits in Major League Baseball. And some rumors starting to come out about potentially Carlos Gomez to the Twins. And, it, you know, it's funny. I, I really wish the Brewers would have been playing the way they are now in April because we wouldn't be having these talks right now about um, – trading and are they buyers, are they sellers? A lot of people are don't understand the concept of why you would trade Carlos Gomez. But the thing is, as much as Car- I like Carlos Gomez, though his play today was extremely dirty, and we can talk about that in a minute, but he's going to be a free agent at the end of next year. He will price himself out of Milwaukee because there's already a chunk of money that's going to be allocated to Ryan Braun, and it's less likely you can move Braun. So, and I'm not saying they can't sign anybody. I'm just saying they can't tie up after their payroll on two players. And Carlos Gomez is going to break the bank with his next contract. That being said, he's tradable because he's got a year left under team control. So if they trade him to Minnesota, he's not a free agent until after next year. So Minnesota has a chance to continue to develop younger players, take place. I don't make the trade, though, unless RC is part of that deal. And I mean Minnesota's RC and that's the Brewers' young shortstop. Because they seem to not have a, a spot for this guy, even though he hit 20-plus home runs last year. And he's kind of stuck in the minors. And obviously, if you're trading an outfielder, I want to get an outfielder back, a young outfielder that's got the promise, so he'll never be the defensive player that Gomez is. He seems to be able to hit with power, and if they can figure out how to make him selective, I, he would have to be part of the deal for me to make. Uh, otherwise, I'm not making that trade. So it would make sense to just give him away. But you can you can really get some some value for a guy like Gomez, maybe a guy like Segura, Luke Croy too. Although I think Luke Croy is untouchable and should be. Uh, you'll get not much, but maybe some low level prospects for Ramirez because he's starting to hit now. And American League teams that could use a third base slash DH might be a way to go. Um, but, yeah, we're getting close to where we're going to find out who gets traded and who doesn't. And some people are talking today on the radio that Brewers are making it tough now because they're starting to play well, only 11 games under 500. But, again, I just wish they would have – and I don't expect them to have played at the clip they've been playing on, but if they would have been playing near 500 ball the first couple of months of the season, they'd be right in the thick of things right now. It's true, but, yeah. Granted, they've they've played quite well of late, and yeah, it it still is an excuse. Like you still have Kyle Loesch being one one of the highest, if not you know. Yeah, Loesch and Garza have been terrible. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that's even amazing. Loesch and Garza, you know. Go ahead. Right, right. If if Loesch and Garza were, yeah, yeah, if both if those two could have just been. Average. I mean, if they would have been playing at their career average, Lotion Garza, with what you've got from Youngman and from Fires and from Jimmy Nelson, wow. I mean, they. it's just when your one and two starters are, have given you absolutely nothing or virtually nothing all season, it makes it tough to climb out of that hole. 
Right. And, uh, you know, right now it's sitting 41 and 52. Of course, they're 17 and a half games back. They actually uh, they helped the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, probably meant much to many, many fans' dismay, but uh, you have that. Uh, they do sit right now. They are they're they're under double digits for the wild card. Now they're nine and a half right. back, uh, and uh, you have. I mean, I've, and get this. I mean, right now, three teams from the Cardinals, the Pirates, and the uh, in if the playoffs were to start today, uh, and wow. you have to give credit to the Chicago Cubs uh, organization, Theo Epstein, and then yeah, obviously what they've done with that roster. Uh, yeah, uh, but technically too. I mean, the, every team except the Cincinnati or no, every no, every team in the NL Central is with is not at least nine and a half games back or within nine and a half games of the wild card. So, but I know that the Reds are looking at shipping Quato places. Uh, yeah, and, and obviously, I mean, the Brewers. Uh, yeah, the Brewers should start investing in that future uh, and and whatnot. But. Uh, Hell, I'm one of those guys. I wouldn't mind seeing what they could do. But then again, I mean, like I said, you're, you're pretty much gone. Loesch is gone next year. Garza, he's got oh, what, one more year. Uh, but yeah. who knows how he'll do. Uh, it, yeah, let's sell the farm. Go for it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, too. The Cubs, um, you know, they should be applauded for the way that, that Theo Epstein – the Brewers need a G- – Theo Epstein, even though they've got big market money and they will spend it when they when, when in a year or two for sure – but he's built that farm system up the way small market teams need to do it. And um, that's, they need somebody like that in this organization to replace Doug Melvin. There's no doubt about it. So, um, but uh, yeah, so, um, so yeah, so I think from, from that standpoint, uh, I think, you know, that's what the brewers need to model themselves after. So we'll, we'll see if that happens. Um, we'll see what happens at the end of the year with Doug Melvin, of course. So, um, but the trade deadline, so it's like all these things coming up at once. We've got the trade deadline we're going to look forward to. We've got the uh, training camp, which is going to open up. And, and we've got good Bucks news coming up soon, too, because, you know, it looks like, you know, they, they, they passed. With, uh, and, and, you know, the one thing that makes, makes me feel good is that Steve Haywood was around to see that. And I wish, man, I, I wish I could do anything to get him a chance to, to be, see that opening night in that new arena because, the Bucks were his passion, and that was his team. And now they're staying in Milwaukee, and you know that's great news. But just sad that you know, sad that he won't get to see see that. But great news for the Bucks. It was a, it's been a great couple of weeks for Wisconsin sports. I'm worried that the bottom's going to drop out on us anytime soon. So you know, it's. Well, there's still a football season. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah. it, yeah. yeah, you know, the Bucks arena too. It's. Yeah, passed the state senate with a twenty-one to ten vote. Two, two senators were not there to vote, uh, but you have the fact that uh, it did pass, and now it goes on to the ninety-nine persons uh, assembly, state assembly. Uh, and obviously, uh, there was a lot of uh, it was it was like a long. Besides the media, which I know a lot of media members were we're talking about that. Obviously, you know, the media has vested interest. I mean, obviously they'd cover there's jobs that are on the line for having beat writers and whatnot, but uh, it, you could also see the media also saw outside of the, the bipartisan or the, the non part, you know, the, the partisan politics at times uh, it, it just seems like an interesting dynamic. And it maybe, and we're not going to get into politics. Obviously we're a sports blog, but I always found it interesting how 
uh, like the first draft of the bill, you had the the Republicans draft it, but then they worked with Mayor Barrett and and, and the county executive Chris Adel, and so it was bipartisan on a level, on a certain level. Uh, the 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 city of Milwaukee Democrats didn't necessarily uh, were pleased with that, so they go back and they work out a deal, and then becomes like it becomes a greater part of work of bipartisanship on both ends. But then the next thing you know, Mayor Barrett and Abel are not happy with it. Uh, I, I find it interesting how <laughs> how that worked, that dynamic worked. I'm happy that the bill got done. Obviously, uh, it's something that uh, you know it passed through one part. Now there's still you still got to get it through the assembly. You have to get a majority vote, 50 to 49. We'll make that happen. But then it goes to Governor Walker's desk. But then you also have to deal with, uh, I believe it's the, the county has to, Milwaukee County has to work through something too to approve it. We'll see how this goes. Uh, but obviously it was a huge, huge hurdle uh, to, to make this happen. Scotty? Yeah, hey, Scotty sorry. There, man. Uh I think I think this was. I know that there's still anything can happen. I get it, but this was the hurdle that they thought uh, that they weren't going to be able to do. Scott. Yes. Hey. Hello. Okay. Yep, I'm here. Yep. Yep. I hear you still. Yes, you've been going in and out a little bit, but uh, feel free to to. to re-explain real quick if you'd like uh, what, what, you, what you just said i'm sorry what was that I, I, i'm sorry there's a lot of stuff going on right now uh, uh i i kind of misheard you here what what was what was your question no i said like go go, go ahead and feel free to re-explain your position on that I, you cut out basically over on this end so. oh okay no i said i said that for all intents and purposes for all intents and purposes we had um a bill that uh, this was the hardest part of the bill to pass was was this one. Now again, things could change and we could be surprised and and we could go, oh geez, you know this thing still didn't pass for some reason. But I think it's going to, um, and I think if it gets to the county part and they're the last ones holding it up, they're not gonna they're not gonna hold it up. You know what I'm saying? Like if it passes through the state, nobody in this county and nobody in the city wants to be the reason that this thing doesn't pass. So. Um, I, I, I think, I think we're going to be okay, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but anyway, still good news, um, that it got through that hurdle and, and I'd love to see this thing finish off soon enough that they can get a shovel in the ground and, and make everybody happy. But, um, but we'll, we'll certainly see. Um, other than that, um, you know, th that's boy, summer, summer, summer league basketball is underway as well. And, there's been a lot of uh, it's getting to that time of the year now where that quote unquote slow period is starting to go away. It just would be nice if the Brewers would would be in a pennant chase. You know what I'm saying? I mean that would make it to me that would make it that much more rewarding. But um, any anything else basketball, baseball, football related before we we kind of talk about uh, uh, what we open the show with? Yeah, um, nothing too much. I would say. When you're looking at, let's see, from a Wisconsin side, uh, tomorrow for those that are into recruiting, uh, Tampa Robinson defensive end Keldrick Preston is uh, he's announcing his verbal commitment via 
uh, one of the cable networks there. Uh, and the, there's some uh, rumbling, some momentum gaining from many of the recruiting experts that the Badgers could pick up this three-star defensive end. Uh, on top of that, J.J. Watt decided to dine and squat with Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so that was interesting. I don't know if you saw the Instagram photos of that, but basically J.J. had dinner with the Terminator, and then the Terminator, of course, they go down to this personal gym because J.J.'s in L.A. for the ESPYs and all that. Next thing you know, he challenges them to squat 50 times, and J.J. Watt decided to squat 51 times after dinner. So hopefully that freed up some dessert on his end. Uh, uh, and also just a real quick note before we, we talk about Steve, um, good friend of the show. We got Brady Ewing, uh, former Jacksonville Jaguars fullback, Atlanta F Falcons fullback, and, and obviously the fullback on those 2010-2011 Rose Bowl teams uh, is joined Wisconsin as an assistant football strength and conditioning coach. And, uh, and Kyle Costigan, uh, the former right guard uh, who decided to not uh, pursue the NFL just due to injuries. Uh, and if you got a chance to read the Madison.com article about Costigan, it was uh, just you could see why he didn't with the variety of injuries that he had. Uh, the ailments that they listed in there was uh, – no, I mean, that man is uh, – you have to give Costigan so much credit for going through what he had to go through. And, and Barry Alvarez noted that in the postgame at the Outback Bowl, what he had to – how he stayed on the field with a variety of injuries all at once. Uh, but both of them join a, a UW football strength and conditioning staff uh, for football. That includes Russ Kalaji, a uh, former uh, defensive lineman for the Badgers as well, uh, was Chris's Paul Chris's uh, strength and conditioning uh, coach uh, for at Pitt, uh, and now he came over to Wisconsin. So now it's, that's a that's some big news there. So congrats to Brady and to Kyle for joining uh, up there. Uh, other than that, I, I really got uh, nothing else except for the large amount of watch lists that, uh, you know, I have like the 100 to 200 players at the beginning of each year. And for the Badgers, a few Badgers made those as well, but uh, we can get to that next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Uh, yeah, so um, the other thing too, I mean, there's some other stuff we'll save for next week, but we're a little shortened this week, obviously, just because of, Everything's, you know, it's been going on from an activity standpoint with, you know, personally with Steve and all that other stuff. But um, I want to talk about Steve Haywood a little bit. And, and uh, you know, maybe this is a little bit personal. Um, and maybe people, hopefully people care about things that go on in our lives and whatnot. But um, it's very hard with to, to, have, to have to even think about this moment. And, and Steve's been ill. He's had his health issues. He's battled them. And even with all the health issues he's had, it's still hard for me to imagine that I won't ever get a chance to talk to him again. And the last meaningful sports debate he had on the air of any kind was with us, which I guess will always be an honor to us and to me, but it doesn't make it any easier to stomach him not being here. He was... Um, he is the reason, not just was, he is the reason that I got into sports radio. Uh, he was a guest of mine several times on my cable access show, and I guested and, and hosted on his, and we became friends that way, and a spot opened up at the radio station, and he fought and fought for me and battled for me. The one thing about Steve, you know, we talk about all the traits he had, his honesty, his passion, his his uh, um, his drive to be great, his his strength, his courage, but he was a champion for you too. He was loyal. If he supported you 
If he was in your corner, he never left your corner. He and and he would fight to the nail for who and what he believed in and the things that he felt were important. And he thought for whatever reason I was important enough to fight for. And I'll never forget that. And he thought for whatever reason he was worth the time and the effort and he took the time and the effort. And I I can't I could never put in a words how valuable that was to me and how much I was able to learn from him not just from a sports talk thing, because that's more opinion-based than anything, but how to conduct yourself uh, both on and off the radio and, and the stuff he went through in his life and how he never lost that smile. He never, ever, ever lost his ability or will to help people that he thought were worth helping. And uh, I, I just can't say enough about that. And and I certainly do appreciate all of and that and everything he did, and I'll never, ever forget it. And... um we argued a lot on the air. We argued a lot, but it was never personal. We disagreed a lot. Some of it sports, some of it political, some of it social, but we respected each other's opinion. And we were always willing to listen to the other side, even when we were in the middle of a shouting match. And I'll never, ever forget him. And there'll never be another person in my life who has that kind of impact uh, that's not family to me. You know, um, and even even then he was family to me as far as I'm concerned. So um, I always told him, we always said, you know, he was like, we were like a, a brothers from different mothers and fathers, obviously, but um, he was something special, man. And uh, I'll miss him every day. I mean, even now there's, uh, he, Brett Favre gets inducted. And I remembered uh, me and him driving up together, driving up to, uh, to, to see him retire, Brett Favre retired. Steve and I took that trip together. Um, so there's just daily reminders of things in sports and in life that will happen. I'll go, yeah, you know what? Somehow Steve and I are connected to that. And uh, that's, that's really it. I mean, he gave me my nickname. And, you know, there'd be no Polish rifle without Steve. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you, you knew Steve much, much better than I did. But uh, the time that we had to talk with him uh, on the podcast, and, and for those that do with the with, with Bucky, so obviously we maybe had him on maybe a couple of times, but we had him on when we were an independent podcast as well. And uh, you know, I always telling me uh, the one thing where I said really great having you on. Uh, really appreciate your insight. It, 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 I basically, I mean, I'm more of a self-deprecating person to begin with. But I said, hey, you know, especially with a guy like me just getting into this, I, I really appreciate it. I'm uh, just, you know, really, you know, grateful for you coming on. And, and when he said, hey, you know, when Sky told me about you, I knew this was going to be great. And he, he had a very warm personality and he welcomed you. And I, I, I very much appreciated that. Uh, and and I really appreciate, especially being a young I guess uh, new to the, the the media or podcasting genre, it was nice to have him uh, give warm words. But you, Scotty, obviously have known him for much much longer, and uh, but we always cherish the time we had with him on the air here on Bucky, uh, you know, on Bucky's Fifth Quarter on, on the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza, uh, and I know that uh, throughout uh, throughout much of Twitter, uh, social media, Facebook, uh, and and also on the radio waves. Uh, when I was listening to, to ESPN Wisconsin earlier today, uh, a lot of uh, heartfelt uh, 
uh, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, sadness going around, uh, especially with the loss uh, of such a, a warm guy uh, and, and a good guy in Steve. So, um, but, you know, just uh, uh, it, he will sorely be missed. Uh, he was a great reporter, uh, but an even greater person. Right? And, and I know that you know that for a fact, and, and so do many others, especially your, your former colleagues and, and, and those close to you. Absolutely. And he was stuff on just social media about him just shows you how, how important and impactful he was on that note. I, I got, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Cause I, I'm, there's so much stuff that I'm still kind of dealing with. So I'm going to get back to it. I'm sorry to cut everybody short. I just, I knew we needed to do a show today just because of that. And I needed to talk some of this through and I appreciate that I was able to, but uh, on that note, I, I, I'm going to run and we will talk, uh, talk again real soon. Yep, you guys have a great week. We'll come back next week. We'll start doing some football previews. Uh, and, and once again, follow us on Twitter at B5Q, at Kielbasa Kings WI. Guys, take care. Dozo We'll see you next week.